Hello, extraordinary humans, and welcome to Inside the Mind, a podcast where we dive into all things NLP, mindset, and personal evolution. We are your hosts, Ali May and Jen Five Star, leading NLP trainers, coaches, and entrepreneurs who are committed to bringing NLP and timeline therapy to every home on the planet. Why? Because we believe that emotional intelligence, self-responsibility, effective communication, and self-mastery are the cornerstones to living a more empowered and fulfilling life. If we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind. This is the exquisite, the stunning, the most beautiful woman on the planet, Ali May. I'm smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Thank you, Jen Five Star. You're welcome. Jen Five Star, Jen Four Star, Jen Five Star, Jen Eleven Star. If, you're, many if star, you're Logan's Jen Eleven Star. <laughs> if as many stars as you want to give me, I'm happy to accept. So today on the podcast, we want to talk about something that is unique to human beings. Only human beings have this ability and it's called free will. Now, free will is an interesting thing, isn't it, Ali? We were talking on the phone this morning, which is how most of our podcast episodes come into being. We have a conversation on the phone and then we go, oh, that would be a great podcast episode. And that's <laughs> exactly, exactly like that. <gasps> It's exactly like that. So that's why we want to bring this uh, forward because Free will is, is an extraordinary gift that all humans have. Free will allows us to make choices. It allows us to be aware. It allows us to choose for ourselves. It allows us to discern what feels good and what doesn't feel good, what's inherently, and I'm doing this in air quotes, what's good, what's bad, what's right, what's wrong. Free will is the thing that distinguishes us from any other sentient being on the planet. And whilst it's great and it's, to me, a fundamental element to the growth and expansion of humanity as a species themselves, we kind of uncovered a little flaw today, didn't we, in free will and how free will might actually be hijacking our growth and our expansion. Yeah, Ali, do you want to pick up pick up on that? Yeah, so just a little bit of behind the scenes story. So Jen and I were in a conversation on our way to in separate cars on our way here to podcast record, <laughs> and I was sharing with Jen a conversation that I had with somebody else, and they asked me a question around someone that they knew was choosing to hold on to some guilt, and that guilt was stopping them from moving forward with something specific. And the person asked me, what are your thoughts on that? And my very first thing was, everyone has free will. So at any point in time, we have, we can make a decision to go yes, no, left, right, up, down, round, around, any point in time. And a lot of us are so consumed by our limiting beliefs by our patterns, by our programs, by their yeah, programming and limiting beliefs are the two big ones for me, that we will forget that we actually have a choice in every moment of our life. Mm. If you are living in Australia or in countries where we have it very easy, then there's always free will, mm. always. And we can use our excuses, our stories and our limiting beliefs as reasons for not choosing 
free. So if we think about it like this, have a, a, this is where my little brain goes with this. So Your little brain, I, I just want to pre-frame. I just want to reframe <laughs> that. Well, it's little and cute and gorgeous and full. It's, it, it holds the universe. So I'll just jump right in there. It doesn't have to be enormous to hold the universe. <laughs> it's a cute little brain. Inside my little brain, I start to think about where we may be with free will choosing things that are not serving us. For example, not allowing ourselves to be happy, not allowing ourselves to have what we want, not allowing ourselves to be successful, not allowing ourselves to be heard, not allowing ourselves to be seen. All of those fundamental things that students and clients come into our space, they're the things that they want us to support them with, the tools and techniques and processes to shift and clear and move through that, of course. However, it doesn't matter what modality on the planet you are utilizing to do this deep inner work. If at the end of the day, you want to continue in the same behaviors, the same choices, you will get the exact same life. So free will is great and all. However, free will can also allow us to stay in the behaviors of things that we don't want. By not choosing what we actually do want. Yeah. Which is quite fascinating. And Jen and I dove a little deeper on this. So, you know, when we run our trainings, when you come into our prac room, specifically our prac room, we have this thing where we say, you know, we train very different to a lot of trainers. And actually, I don't know any trainers that do, that train the way that we train. And when I was talking with Jen about this and I said, we often say in our training room, doing prac you have a door that opens mm -hmm. and some people will stand in the doorway and some people will walk through the doorway. And through this conversation that I had with somebody else and that Jen and I were like chatting about this morning, I got this big awareness and I was like, people will say to me, oh, NLP is not that great or timeline therapy is not that great. And for me, I'm like, well, you know, it didn't work for me or it's this or it's that or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, to me, NLP is if you've listened to our podcast, NLP is a way of living mm -hmm. and timeline therapy is what supports us to clean our stuff up at a root cause permanently so we're no longer playing out our, our stories and our beliefs mm -hmm. and our emotions that are dominating in mm -hmm. our life. Now, what landed for me through this conversation and then more deeply through Jen's and my conversation was that in amongst that, the reason that people stand at the doorway, and this will be for any modality, it just came up for our body of work specifically in this conversation, mm -hmm. the reason that people stay in the doorway is they can have the shifts. You can have the shifts. Timeline therapy, as I said, clears up things at the root cause. It means once you do it, this is mind-blowing, right? Mm. A lot of people can't fathom this until they do it. Mm. It shifts things. If you've been, if you've experienced severe trauma, if you've had a really shitty upbringing, if there's like been some things that you're not able to shift in your everyday life, if you're stuck in the past, timeline therapy clears that instantly. Done, boom, bang, done. You can no longer feel what you felt at that point in time. Mm. You just can't mm. get it back either if you wanted to. And what I come to see today in three gens of my conversation more was that people have tools and then complain that they don't work because they're not changing their behavior that goes along with the change of shifting the belief or whatever modality you're working with. For mm. me, nothing comes close to timeline therapy. Mm. So we were looking at that and it's like something landed for me. I'm like, fuck, why do some of our students go off and do the most extraordinary of things? And then why do some of our other students not? And by not, what we're really speaking to here is, and this is true for many, many humans, I see this happening a lot with humans, where 
we'll get this big, bold awareness. And you probably have seen this yourself. I'm sure you have. Where someone will have, I've done this too. So I'm speaking from myself, right? My, my experience. So something big and grand shifted in my awareness. I've suddenly now got access to something I didn't have before. I now know something about myself that I didn't know before. I now believe something new that I didn't believe before. Now, that's great. And that in itself is amazing. However, where the rubber hits the road is where we go then back into our life from this line in the sand. I knew something. Now I know something else about myself. I was choosing something. Now I know I have access to choosing something else. The rubber hits the road when we cross that line and we begin interacting with our life again. And this is where if we don't change our behaviors or change our actions or begin to take actions that support new behaviors that also support the new belief, then nothing will change for us. It will just be the same thing over and over again. Great, we know something new, we believe something new, we have access to something different. However, if our behaviors remain the same, we will get the same result and experience in life, no matter what we believe. Even if we're playing it out behaviorally and we're looking at it and going, well, this isn't what I want, of course it's not. However, the reason it's going to continue to play out is because the behavior is going to continue to support the belief. And I think we can bring in that the other conversation we had a few days back, Jen, around something else. I'm going to bring it in here. Yeah, bring it in. We were going to do a separate podcast interview on this, but I think it fits really well here. Mm. So um, remember how I was sharing with you, I had someone come into my inbox and they were talking about, this was recent, they were talking about they didn't have the money to pay for something, but they took Christmas off, they were uninspired, they didn't have anything going on there for themselves. And the reason that they wanted to do a specific training was because they wanted to move out of that. And it's like, for me, in hearing that, it's like, and we always have a choice. Mm. And so Jen and I were, we were reflecting on this. And there's no judgment on people, by the way, on this. It's just a, things come in for us, we get learnings, and then we take them out into the world and we use them to support other people to have learnings as well. So in this, the thing was, this person knows how to make money and they know what to do and they have the ability to do what they're doing. Yet the point came of, oh, I don't have the money that I want. I'm going to do a program to stop me from having this, like keeping on playing out what I'm playing out. But here's the clincher. Here's the fucking thing here. It doesn't matter how many courses, programs, trainings that we do. If there is no action and no behavior change, which is where our free will comes into this. If there's no action and no behavior change in the direction of what we truly do desire and we let ourselves off the book time and time again, we are going to be in the same story of I don't have the money I want. I can't have a successful business. I'll never have an amazing relationship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We literally, and that's a brilliant example, Ali, a brilliant example. We literally, through our actions and behaviors, will be proving to ourselves that we were right about what we believed previously. And, and I'm, what, see, I'm right. I'm right. Look, nothing's changed. Nothing's changing, Jen. I say this a lot. There's no such thing as change-free change. In order for something to change, we have to change. We have to take a different action, choose a new behavior, 
in order for something to be different. If we continue down the path of the same actions, and sometimes for some of us, the action that is unraveling us is not taking any action. This was mind blowing to me. I spent a couple of years taking zero action and wondering why my life wasn't changing. We can believe what we believe until the cows come home. Here's an example. You might say to yourself, I know I'm good enough, Jen. I know I'm good enough. I believe I'm good enough. Then my next question there is, okay, what actions are you taking that support that you believe you are good enough? Well, if it were me, the actions I would be taking would be like starting a podcast <laughs> like we do, getting, you know, leading trainings, becoming a trainer, the things, my actions and my behaviors that support that I actually believe that I'm good enough. Mm. Now, when those three things are happening in unison, guess what happens? Fucking exponential change. Your life will change so rapidly, your head will spin. Like literally. My life, I won't speak for Ali, I'll speak for me. My life, since doing this work and then coupling my action and my behaviors, as well as focusing on what I want and having all of those things operate in unison with my new beliefs, I cannot even begin to tell you how my life has changed. And if you want evidence, just scroll on back through my social media a couple of years and then scroll back to where I am now, you will see the evidence for yourself. I don't even really need to tell them about that. There's, I want to give something tangible here because we can know this logically, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I don't change, then nothing changes. Like you can hear these amazing quotes and, and all of that and it's like that's all good and well. And It's kind of like it goes in one ear or and we're like, yeah, that's a great quote and then it just stays a great quote. Mm -hmm. So I've had some real-life experience around this and what I was sharing just earlier in this, in this episode I got some really big downloads for myself with this conversation with this person yesterday. And what came through for me on the big aha, I want to give something tangible here. So you get an example of this, not just, oh, that's all good and well, yeah, I know I need to change. So in November and December, I did three breakthrough sessions. They're a master prep training. Uh, sorry, we learned them at a master prep training. I might have touched on them before on a podcast episode. Anyway, I'll just share again if I haven't. So they go for around about seven to nine hours per breakthrough. So I did three in a matter of about five weeks. And yeah. <laughs> if anyone, you can't see me, but you can hear me going. <laughs> Basically, that is a neural recalibration to the next fucking level. It is said that once you do five breakthrough sessions, you change your personality. And I, after the last one, so I did a personal breakthrough. We've got six areas we work with. So I did a personal breakthrough session first. Mind blowing. That one, I was at, Jen was running a master pack and I came in and her assistant, beautiful Jade, who is one of my students um, as well. Jade is just extraordinary. Plug to you, Jade. Mama to be, we're going to be an auntie. Little oh, Sunny. Sunny and I just saw Sunny growing. We just had a little interaction over the weekend. Oh, love Jade. Baby Sunny is who we're referring to. There's Jade and she's having a baby boy and his name will be Sunshine, Sunny. So beautiful. And it's really remarkable. Just a side note here. Jade came into my training room, I don't know if it was last March. or No, I think it was March before, two years ago, Jade came into my pack room. 2021. Yeah. And Jade was just, you know. 2022. My apologies. 22. Yeah. Jade was coasting along in life. Not really, like, too much direction. Should be okay with me sharing this. Love you, Jade, if you're listening. You know, not too much direction. Just happy doing basic stuff. And However, she really wanted to be to find someone and, and have a baby. And then later that year, uh, in September, Jade came to Masterpack and did a breakthrough session on relationship and self, I think it was as well, family and relationship. Within a month of Masterpack, Jade met her man 
And so that was September a year ago. So mm. nearly a year and a half ago. She met her man, they're engaged, and they're pregnant to have their baby. And it's like when I look at breakthrough sessions, that's what's possible for us. When we want something, you know, Jade's extraordinary. She hadn't had she hadn't found the person, had she? Yeah. And then after doing the cleanup and all of that, she was able to attract a person into her life, mm. her king, to have a baby. So I did my breakthrough session with Jade, my first one, personal breakthrough. And Jen said to me when I was leaving, are you okay to drive? I felt <laughs> like I'd been on a, on a weekend bender uh, from my early years and my feet weren't even hitting the ground. And it took 24 hours before I came back into my body after that personal breakthrough session. It had mm. been a few years since I'd done a breakthrough session. That was wild. And then I went in, I think a week or two later, and I did a business breakthrough. No physical effects on that. It was an amazing, extraordinary experience. And then a few weeks later, I did a relationship breakthrough. And in that relationship breakthrough, and this is where the aha moment hit me yesterday and took it with Jen this morning, I got to see how, so I had this belief. If I attract a certain man into my life, they'll never be available. And it's a good thing for me because they'll never be able to abandon me. Because I had a belief that this is my childhood belief, right? It's not to say it's true, it was just my childhood belief. If my mum didn't want me and my dad chose somebody else, the two people that are supposed to love me and choose me most don't, how could anyone else? So that limiting belief had been playing out my whole entire life until I saw that. So I would attract unavailable men. And in that unavailable emotionally, I would prove over and over how amazing I was. Love me, love me, love me. They were never fully available. The relationship would never work. And it was great because they couldn't abandon me. I'd end up leaving. See, I put in all this effort. I made it work. It just didn't work. And I was able to live like that. So once I saw that belief, and once we did the breakthrough session and I was able to clear that, my integration was about two weeks. It was full on. Anyway, what in through this conversation yesterday and then with Jen this morning, what I saw was I've had to create, so I would allow myself to be second best in relationship. That was my thing. I'm always second best in relationship. That was my belief. Now, through doing the cleanup, I said to Jen, it's like if you've seen Vampire Diaries, it's like the vampires, they can't walk into a doorway unless someone invites them into a room. If you haven't seen Vampire Diaries, that's what happens. So you have to invite a vampire into the house. If you don't, they kind of hit the doorway and it's like a bounce off, sort of like a, a noise is made and it's like a bounce. Yeah. And that's how I feel now about choosing an unemotionally available man or choosing a man that's in love with somebody else or putting myself in a spot of second best. I just can't do it now. In saying that, I am conscious every single day to going into a space where I would like to have a relationship where I do not allow myself to settle for second best mm. in conversation with men, in what I desire. It is I'm building new neural pathways, I'm creating new patterns, and I'm creating new behaviours. Now, keyword, Keyword, right? new behaviours. Yeah, so if I had have just done the breakthrough session, had the root cause shifts, had the big fucking epiphanies, did all the integration... And I allowed myself to still, which is just not even possible for me. Mm -hmm. However, it could be if I wanted to prove something to myself in my past self. It just for me, it doesn't feel like I can do that anymore. However, I'm consciously building new behaviors. Mm -hmm. And unconsciously, the new behaviors will be there as well. I'm so conscious of that. So when we look at all of this, it's like we can do anything. You can, I've got a breathwork course. I'm coming, I like level one breathwork facilitator training I'm doing in March. I can go and do that. And I can do it as a training and I can just leave it there or I can take it and I can implement it into my daily life. I can say, oh, that didn't really work. 
or I can utilize the tools to the maximum capacity. If I'm going to work with birth work, then I get to make decisions in there and change behaviors as well. We get to do it with anything. You can go and do a money course. You can go and do a relationship course. You can go and learn X, Y, and Z. It's all good and well to learn it. It's all good and well to get awareness. I used to think awareness was enough. Awareness is not enough. So awareness absolutely it's not. is not enough, not on its own. No. Awareness is the key that opens the door. Mm-hmm. That's what awareness is, not all it is. It's great. If you've never opened the door and seen what's on the other side of the door, that's massive. It can be absolutely ground shattering for some people. However, awareness doesn't create change. No. Awareness on its own will create zero change. You'll just know something about yourself that you didn't know about yourself before. This is where the free will comes in. We have to activate our free will in order to create different actions and choose new behaviors. That's how change will occur. And what I'm about to say might piss some people off, and I'm okay with that. This is also where people will then go into when they realize they've got trauma. And I've been through like a lot of experience around trauma myself and actively worked through that. This is where people, I believe, use their trauma and their experiences to uh, as excuses to not take action. It's like, okay, well, I need to go and do this breath work. I need to go and do this, what do you call that work? Somatic work. I need to go and do all of this and release all of this. I've got to go sit out in nature and just be, and I've got to do this and I've got to meditate more and all of that. And yeah, that's fucking awesome. And I love all of that stuff. However, to me, that's not action. And it's not going to create any kind of change because nothing outside of us is actually changing if we continue to play out the same behavior. So here's a really simplification of what we're saying here. So, you know, I love a metaphor. (laughs) Changing how I spell my name, thanks to beautiful Steffi. So it's now going to be J-E-N-N-I hyphen or not, P-H-O-R, because I'm kind of like a walking metaphor. So Jennifer, (laughs) so imagine this. So if we walk up to a particular intersection, we walk to the end of our street, And every single day in our entire life, we always go left. We walk to the end of our street and we go left. And we would get a particular outcome, right? Now, one day you wake up and you go, oh, some awareness. Here's the awareness. Oh, I didn't even know that there was a right. I didn't know that. Gosh, I never even looked in that direction. Didn't know that I could go right. Okay. And you still get up. You notice it and you still keep walking left. Nothing changes. You now know, though, that there's a right and you're still choosing the same behavior and going left. Fucking love this metaphor. Yeah, I love it too. And now, one day you go, wait a second, I know there's a left, I know there's a right, nothing's changing in my life. I wonder what it would be like to go right. Now, here's what's likely to happen. Your body's going to get flooded with a little bit of like, ugh. I don't know what's up there. Oh, my God, maybe I better not go up there. I don't know what's up there. We know what happens if we go left. Let's go left. However, going left on repeat for your entire life creates no change whatsoever. Going right is going to require action. It's going to require a change in behavior. And it's going to require some expansion of our nervous system and our beliefs, which is the work that we teach and do, to hold you as you make this change, which is kind of clunky at first because if you've never gone right and you've always gone left, it's going to feel really weird to you. It's going to feel like, whoa, what the heck? I don't, oh my God, here's a tree I've never seen before. Oh my God, there's a house I've never seen before. 
Holy smokes, here's a person I've never met before. That action requires a change in behavior, doing something different. That's how we create change. So awareness, there's a left and a right. That's great. That's great. Awareness is awesome. Meditation, breath work, sitting on a mountain, great. All good. However, for something to change, we have to do something we've never done before. And I know that you've probably seen Instagram memes and all sorts of things out there. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Do the same thing. Expect a different result. Definition of insanity. The ancients, they knew. We've just simplified it into those lovely little Instagram quotes. And the fact of the matter is, it's our free will that is the only thing that we have as a species that can actually create a new behavior for us. This to me is where free will is this magnificent thing that it's the power source to change. It's our free will. However, it's also the power source to not change it. I feel like that's a really beautiful wrap-up. I just have a couple of things that I want to add in. If yes, you're, please. Do you feel complete? I, I feel think that com- was amazing. I feel complete. Yeah, I, I, I love that. I really love this episode because mm. it's key. We have a thing in, um, I'm just going to quickly share this. There's a principle in NLP that we subscribe to, and as Ali continues to say, and I do too, NLP isn't a modality for us. It is. It's known as a modality. It's a way of life. It's how we choose to live our life. So, There's a a school of thought that says there are three requisites for change, which basically just means these are the three steps in order to, if you want change, these are the three things we have to do. So we have to clean up our mindset, which in our model of the world is cleaning up our limiting beliefs, our negative emotions, our limiting decisions. We need to clean up our unconscious mind and all of the thoughts that are not supporting us and beliefs that are not supporting us. That's the first port of call. Then number two, we need to take action. We need to take action from this cleaned up version of ourselves because if we take action from the unclean version of ourselves, we'll just get unclean results, which is generally what we don't want, right? And then the third um, step in this process is focusing on what we want. The amount of times that I work with people or come upon people, I know, Ali, this is 100% true for you as well, where somebody is telling us that they want XYZ, and yet the language that they're using is the exact opposite of what it is that they want. They're telling us, in fact, what they don't want. So they're the three requisites for change. Come and do our trainings. The truth, it, it is an absolute fact. And the more we do this work, Ali, the more um, you know we speak to other people in this industry, the more clear and certain I am that nobody trains the way you and I train. They don't teach how to apply these principles to your life the way we do and yeah so come and do our trainings yeah so that was one of the things i was just going to tap tap into um our next prac is might run before this episode is released not sure it'll be close to it it's the end of march end of february end of feb sorry end of feb start of march is our next prac we only accept 10 students into our training room and that's what gives us the spaciousness to be able to do what we do in our training room Mm -hmm. rather than have you know 80 people in a room is great for us it doesn't give us the intimacy with somebody to go to the depths that we like to go to so we cap it at 10 so we have seven beautiful souls booked in um for prac in feb march then we have our next prac i think it's july july in july indeed and then oh actually i think we might have changed the date on that one might be we might oh, May, early May, didn't we? Mm. We changed one of our trainings. Anyway, there's one around about mid-year. <laughs> We're gonna, we'll put some dates. Uh, you know what? Reach out to us. 
reach out and have a conversation with us. Let you have a chat. We, this is how we like to do things. Yeah. Uh, come into our inbox. Let us know you've got some interest. We will jump on a 30-minute call. You can share where you're at and what you're wanting to create. We can share with you how this body of work can support you. And then we can both decide if it's a fit. You know, it's just, we just chat. We don't do like heavy sales calls or anything like that. We're like, if you want to do this, you're big enough and mature enough and know enough in your own life to make a decision for yourself. We don't need to twist your arm on anything. So it's always a general chat with Jen and I. And we love the people that come into our room and you get us for life as well after that, which is, you know, something that we just add in. Also, you have access to us with your ideas and, and you might want to bounce something or if, you know, something comes up and you're navigating something like you can just come into our inbox and we'll chat with you. Uh, you become family for us. Uh, so that was the one thing that I was going to dive into. The second thing that I was going to dive into is just a shout out to Tracy Keller here on the Sunshine Coast. Oh. Yeah, our mugs today. So Jen and I are always drinking tea on our episodes. If you are seeing our video, if you are by some chance watching this video, not just listening to the audio. Today we have Tracy Keller mugs. She is an artist here on the Sunshine Coast. She has the most vibrant, unique designs i have a beautiful giraffe on my cup today and jen's got cows. i have cows <laughs> grew up on a dairy farm of course i have cows <laughs> so we just want to give a shout out tracy thank you so much for the art you put into the world we are enjoying drinking our tea today out of your your beautiful mugs that is it from us for this episode we love you very much thanks so much for joining us we'll catch you on the next one see you soon